What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Crew Sports Pod. Check out our Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. As always, I'm Michael Kim, joined here by Vito Patel, and we are in the conference finals now of the NBA playoffs. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, we haven't done a pod since the semis ended. So, Vito, give me a little, a little reaction about the conference semis. There were a few surprises. First of all, it was amazing. And I'd say it's similar to the NFL conference semis or the divisional round where there's well, that round was insane. Every game was ended by a field goal. But this round, all sixes and sevens, which didn't really surprise me too much because I did expect, because uh, there's one, two, four seats on both sides for it to be a lot, little closer than the first round. But the biggest surprise I'd have to say is that Mavericks came out of their series against the Suns. And if I mean, that was pretty surprising. But the second biggest surprise I'd have to say was Boston coming back from a 3-2 lead that they gave up to the Bucks. And the reason why that was big was because the way they lost game five was just so crushing. They were up by a lot and then they you know blew their lead in game five. And then they still rallied back the next two games. And honestly speaking, game six and seven weren't even that close. Yeah, and that was the first time in that series either of those teams won back-to-back games. Yeah, exactly. I was genuinely surprised by the Celtics pulling that off. I mean, I think both of us thought it was going to be close. I had Bucks and six, and you had Celtics and seven. Yeah, and I was—I mean, I was thinking, especially after Game Five, oh dang, that that Celtics and seven pick is dead. But you know, they pulled through. They definitely pulled through. Yeah, no, for me, though, the biggest surprise has to be, I think, I guess it's kind of obvious for most people, probably Dallas coming up over Phoenix. I mean, you both had Phoenix. I kind of said I would like Dallas to win because I like Luka. But man, how about that game seven, though? It was embarrassing. That's not Phoenix. <laughs> no, no, that was that was just horrible. A game seven at home. You know, uh, the coach is talking about he has to, he really, really wants to win one. Uh, you, you got Chris Paul, who hasn't won one yet. This is their best chance. And then for them to fold that hard at home, I mean, at halftime, Dodgers had as many points as the whole Suns team. <laughs> that was crazy. They were tied 27-27. I've never seen anything like that. Just so, I mean, it was 50 points at one point, I think, which is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Dantich was close to the Phoenix Suns scoring up to like halfway through the third quarter. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> that's really tough for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> I think D-Book and CP3 combined for two points at the half. It was yeah, the best. Two not, best players were not there. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to do you anything. And I mean, like, you know, I said last time, I'm not like a CP fan, but he got a lot of slander for that game. And like some people were saying his legacy was on the line, but that Pat Bev slander was not deserved. Oh, yeah. I, I think Pat Bev just runs it out a little too much. I mean, that's who he is, though. So like. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair to his character. I guess. But I mean, but, like, you could definitely tell he's a little... He's a little butthurt about CP3 in general. There's something something about CP rubbed him in the wrong way because, I mean, he went a little too brazy. And I'm pretty sure the Clippers lost to the Suns last year. I mean, Chris Paul is a great player. I mean, he had that one game where he shot 14 for 14 in this playoffs and, like, had 30-plus points. So, I don't know what happened, though. But just the, the game seven, though, when it mattered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is sad. I guess the pressure's just not good for him. I guess I thought the other two series, you know, Miami, Philly, and Golden State, Memphis, they both went to six, but I didn't really feel they were like that close. I actually was a little worried about the Heat, and I love the Heat, but like since Embiid didn't play game one and two, and then the two games he did play, the Sixers won, I was like, wait a second. You know, these Sixers could be the real deal. And then, I don't know, the Heat went Heat mode and just absolutely smashed into the next two games. The last two games were not that close. Miami at home is good. And like, 
So looking ahead to this, the conference finals now, uh, we got to see game one from each side. Game two for Miami, Boston's tonight. Um, but the Heat looked good at home, even in game one. Oh, they look so good. Uh, I mean, I was a little worried about them in the half. They were down by eight, but... That third quarter, almost a 40-point third quarter and 20-point quarter for Boston really turned things around. They they won 39-14. to 14. They only gave up 14 points. In that so quarter. So they went to that quarter down eight, and they left the quarter up 17. Yeah, that, that was nice. That, that was a turnaround. And like <laughs> putting up almost 40 in a quarter, good offense. But holding them to 14 is great defense. You know what I saw in that game? Multiple blocked threes by Miami. Yes, uh, they they play so tough. They're active, and I mean they get easy points off those uh, gritty defense. Like I I don't think they would have scored that many points without that kind of defense. Uh, they had ten steals that game and twelve blocks. So Miami's defense, and this is against the best defense in the NBA in the Celtics. They showed them who could play some better defense. I guess at least in game one. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Jimmy Butler that game. Talk about stat stuffing. 41 points on 17 of 18 from the free throw line. Nine boards, five assists, four steals, three blocks. Insane. That's literally a little bit of everything. Yeah, his worst stat line was, what, the three blocks, which is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> That's <laughs> Especially for, a, like, he's not a center or power forward. So given his size, like, three blocks is insane. And one of them was against Jason Tatum in a corner three. And, like, that was insane. Honestly, that's what I'm yeah. saying. No, Jimmy Butler, I mean, huge bias here, so I'm just going to let that out. But he's one of my favorite players in all of the NBA, if not my favorite. He might just be my favorite player. I mean, I love him on the Bulls. He's such a gritty player. <laughs> I mean, he got really good because of his defense. Like, Tom Thibodeau originally played him because he's a good defender. But, you know, a couple years went on, and he started getting pretty good offense. He won most improved player one year. And ever since then, he's just been pretty much an annual all-star. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I, I knew of him. I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. But when it came to Miami is when I, like, really started liking him. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah. So what are you thinking of this series prediction-wise? I mean, we, get, we got to see game one already, so... Yeah, for the Heat Celtics. Oh, man, the Celtics are really good. And, I mean, we got to consider that there's some injuries on both sides. I know the Celtics were without Marcus Smart and Al Horford game one, which... Well, they'll both be back now. Yeah, which we'll see the real deal. I will say, though, that I don't think that we're going to make that big of a difference either. I, I think Marcus Smart will. Yeah. I mean, Horford's and Horford's a really good veteran leader. Especially he he killed the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, he dropped the 30 piece. No, uh, it's tough. And, and it's not like the Celtics were absolutely destroyed. Like they had one bad quarter. Or else I think they won every other quarter of that game. Uh, they did, but that one bad quarter made it a blowout. Yeah. Yeah. True. I want, I've, I want to go with the heat and I think I'm going to go with the heat just because the home field advantage. I don't think uh, they haven't lost a home game yet in these playoffs. I'm going to knock on wood right here because uh, we have a home game coming in like an hour. Uh, I'm going to go with the Heat, and I'm going to go Heat in seven. It's going to be a really close series. Both defenses are insane. And I, Jason Tatum has been coming out this year, and he's basically outplayed Kevin Durant. He didn't outplay Giannis, but he was pretty much on the same playing field as Giannis in that series. Yeah, but the rest of the team outplayed the rest of the Bucks, so that helped. Exactly. And actually, I'm going to give some love to Jalen Brown. He doesn't get enough respect, but he's really, really good. 
he, he's been like clutching their series against Boston. I mean, not Boston against the Nets. He had like a couple good fourth quarters, and he's the reason they won game two against the Bucks. And that's led to some momentum. In fact, he's the fifth leading scorer of players left in the playoffs right now. Only non superstar in the top five. Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm going to go with the Heat, obviously, but like, <laughs> I just have to. <laughs> But I think it's going to be tough for either team to win on the road. Miami's been so good at home. I think Boston, I don't like know this as fact like I do Miami, but I think they're pretty good at home too. So, I mean, with that, hey, if everyone just wins their home games, I'm cool with that. Yeah, same. Right? right? I wouldn't mind. So, Heat in seven. That's series too. That's pretty good to me. Yeah, because I don't know, because Boston, like, I mean, they can just shoot the lights out any game. And like you said, Jason Tatum has elevated his game. Jalen Brown's been pretty good this playoffs. And then every once in a while, they get, like, how Horford went crazy. Mark Smart has, like, a high ceiling. And then, you know, best defense in the throughout the regular season for a reason, right? Like, I think it's going to be a gritty series. You know what I hope we see a little less of, though, is a little less acting by the Celtics. That would be nice. I thought it was pretty bad in the Bucks series. I don't think it was called as much but i mean we only saw game one so hopefully that that stays up for the rest of the series yeah oh my god bit of flavor. but i'd rather both teams be gritty because they're both gritty teams anyways don't cause many fouls and just let the boys play out because i'd love to see a hard knock series but i guess with the the heat though uh we're gonna need some big contributions from bam like he has to be a must paint protector you know Jalen brown and jason tatum like you know getting in there and then we're going to need a lot of bench scoring from Hero because, you know, the Celtics defense is so good that you're going to need those extra points. You're going to need you're going to need some role players like Struce, just everybody stepping up because the Celtics are definitely the toughest matchup uh, the Heat have played all year. I mean, the all playoffs. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, this is conference final, so it's supposed to be. But I think Hero has been doing better. I mean, again, gate one game, but he put up 18. He didn't do very good against the the Sixers. You know, I mean, you know, Miami still got the job done, but you look at other options. But he, he looked like he was getting to his shot. It didn't. The three didn't fall very well for him. It didn't really for anyone that game besides maybe like Struess or Vincent. But Butler, Jimmy Butler, this playoffs. You know what he reminds me of? Michael Jordan. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I never watched Jordan yeah. live. Not that old, but. Tell me if you see this. I feel like Jimmy Butler's run right now looks like a little bit like Kawhi's run with the Raptors. Whoa, that's actually a good point, yeah. Because, like, he was pretty quiet during the regular season. Yeah, because of injury. Yeah, because Miami played, like, 12 guys some games and all that. But, like, he has put the team on his back, and he's just going this playoffs. Yeah, multiple 40-point performances and on super high efficiency, just kind of like what Kawhi Leonard had. Exactly. But actually... Kawhi Leonard's that playoff run is so underrated. Uh, there's like some stats about like it was the most efficient 30 point average in a playoff run in NBA history because like he was going off and in such high efficiency while playing elite defense, which you're right, exactly what Butler's doing. Yeah, doing a little bit of everything and just like absolutely putting the team on his back. Um, I mean, Butler's just like woken up for this playoffs. And, you know, that Kawhi run ended with a little championship for Toronto. So, you know what I'm saying? I, a little... There is some commonalities for sure. I'll agree. And actually, you know, uh, Kawhi did have Kyle Lowry on his team. Uh, so does Butler. Oh, yeah. Well, I need Kyle Lowry to come back. Yeah, true. We'll need him. He's been out for a couple weeks. Wait, when is he going to come back? Do you know? I don't think he's coming back tonight. So. Yeah, I don't think tonight. But it might be a game later like three in the or four. 
Maybe even game five, but that'd be nice. And then, I mean, you know who Kawhi had to beat to win the finals? It had to be the Warriors. It's still very possible that is this year. True. And Butler knocked out the Sixers. I don't remember who they played in the first round. Oh, wait, yeah, true. They did knock out the Sixers that year, too. Yeah. I just remember that last shot. Yeah. That's why I remember the Sixers. It like rolled around on the rim for like four seconds. Yeah, that was insane. And that was out of game seven. Yeah. Although that quiet run was against Jimmy Butler, but Jimmy Butler was on the Sixers. Yes, but now, see, Butler was there. He knew what it was like. <laughs> now he's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, actually, after the Sixers series, it was actually really cool. Both of me and Butler were both like, you know, we both wish we were still playing with each other. I think Sixers definitely fumbled that by getting rid of Butler and not like Tobias Harris. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pay everyone, right? <laughs> yeah, facts. All right, what about looking on the other side now? We got Mavericks Warriors. Do you think Luka can carry the Mavericks through another series? Honestly, not really. <laughs> yeah, Warriors, I think, are better than both the Suns and the Jazz, first of all. But second of all, coming off a pretty gritty Jazz team in six games and then coming off a really tough series against the Suns, you got to think the Mavericks are a little fatigued. While the Warriors really did have to, like, they weren't really worried about either of their games. Even the one of the games they lost against the uh, Grizzlies when they lost by a lot. Like the wrestlers, the starters had so much time to rest and, you know, get ready for the game six win. Yeah, see, I thought that about the Heat too over in the East. But take a look at this stat by Luka. Out of the remaining players left in the playoffs, Luka is top two in points per game, rebounds per game, assists per game, and steals per game. And then did you see in the Sun series, he had more points than D-Book, more rebounds and eight, and more assists than Chris Paul, more steals than Bridges. Yeah, oh man, I did see that. That's wild. Luka is the best player, I think, in the, remaining in the... Eh, him or Butler. And it's really just those two right now. They're just going crazy. But I mean, Luka is so young. And I remember, I saw this on Twitter. I didn't realize that was a thing, but it might be, this might be false news. But Luka, they asked like, they asked Mark Cuban how much Luca meant to him, and Mark Cuban was like, "If I had to choose between <laughs> between Luca and my wife, you'll see me in the divorce lawyer's office soon." <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> that wasn't even like now. That was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And he was wrong. He was not wrong. No. Luca is insane. Yeah, but then so you take a look who they're playing though. The Warriors, all five of their starters scored in double digits. And that includes Draymond. Yeah, no, they're tough. I mean, a new person could easily drop 25. It wouldn't be a shocker, especially for the top four. Not maybe Draymond, but, like, you could definitely see Vegas also do it. Well, Poole. Poole wasn't even one of those five starters that I just mentioned. He had 19 off the bench, I think. Oh, dang. Yeah, he was. he's not a starter. Man, Jordan Poole's been going off these playoffs, averaging 19 points a game in these playoffs. He's in his playoff debut right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. So he he's literally playing like Steph Curry, but with a little taller, <laughs> a little taller, probably faster. So there's some things he has that Curry doesn't. I mean, I'm not gonna say he has the same clip as Steph Curry, but he's playing pretty good. He has a really good clip and a lot of clean moves. Uh, he's just a superstar in the making. I feel like. I mean, yeah, especially if you look at this playoffs, he's been pretty good. He was eight for twelve last game, so efficient too. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh and I mean, you gotta remember these Warriors still don't have Wiseman. They're not gonna have Wiseman, but they still have some young talent coming in. That is crazy because I think Wiseman would definitely be their starting center, and he's a monster. Yeah, he's huge. Who also shoots threes? 
<laughs> yeah, you just have to shoot threes to be on the Warriors. To have a thorough analysis, though, I will say, let's not forget about the third JB that's going off in the playoffs, Jalen Brunson, <laughs> averaging 22.3 <laughs> points a game. So many JBs, but yeah, he's he's him and Luca are going crazy. Yeah, so here's another stat from that game one from Mavs Golden State. The Mavs took 48 threes, 44 of them were wide open, they made 11. Oh, dang. So it was not falling for them. So that, that maybe explains a little bit why the score didn't seem too close. Wow. Actually, that actually makes me feel a lot better. Thanks for that stat, because that makes me feel better about the Mavericks. Because I was thinking they do spread the ball out around pretty good, especially against the Jazz. I don't know. There's like I saw this video about how the Jazz, besides Go Bears, stuck to play defense, and like almost all game long, there's just wide open threes for Game Six, and they're just making it rain. And I mean, I'm assuming that kind of the same thing happened Game Six and Seven against the Suns. So honestly, this series might be closer than I think. Then. So what? What are your predictions then? I'll let you go first before I say mine. I don't like predicting so many Game Sevens, but I'm gonna give. I'll give the Warriors in six. I think Luca shows that he could compete with these guys, but there's just too many scores on the Warriors, and they're just so much experience. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think this gets to seven. I think so. You're between like six and seven. I'm between five and six. Oh okay, yeah. I think the Mavericks though they're good enough to steal two games, maybe like the two at home. <laughs> but I do not think this gets to seven. I'm I'm pretty high on the Warriors, and like the Warriors, I I said. From round one, where my favorite is to make it out of the West, I'm sticking with that. I think I take Warriors in six just out of respect to what the Mavericks were able to do against the Suns because I didn't think they would push the Suns to seven, how good they were playing. Yeah, I, I'll have to agree with that. I want to say the Mavericks, in my opinion, this is going to sound crazy, but if you'll probably see this correlation, especially Luka, is like the Joe Burrow of the NBA right now, <laughs> especially this year's playoffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. And- so it would be absolutely wild if they – Got to the finals and then even crazier. Well, Joe Burrow didn't win it, so yeah, I wouldn't mind if they got there and lost to Miami. So <laughs> that'd be Miami versus Dallas again. The third time that play that finals would have happened in the last like fifteen years. Yeah, and it's one one because Miami was two thousand six, and then Mavericks won two thousand eleven, which is the biggest choke by LeBron. By the way, <laughs> I'd say Man, that he won the next two. Yeah, for sure. Before he choked, I guess, gets his first. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'm not hating LeBron. He's he's goaded, too. But, yeah, that would be crazy if you had round three of those guys. Uh, a lot of folks thought Boston was going to beat the beat the Cavaliers in, like, 2016, 2017, I believe, uh, when LeBron James was going against freshman rookie Jason Tatum. That series went to seven, but the Cavaliers won that. But, like, people were definitely anticipating a Celtics versus Warriors finals. Never happened, but that'd be crazy. I hope it doesn't happen this year. Yeah, true. The the best one I want to see, I really want to see Heat versus the Warriors right now, though, because I don't really know how that match up. It's kind of the Heat plays so much tougher than the Warriors play, but Warriors, yeah, but the Warriors just uh, score. Yeah, no, exactly. I don't be strength on strength. Yeah, which would be fun. You love to see a good offense versus a good defense finals. And then the other way around, like pretty good offense or pretty good defense. Though honestly, the way Jimmy Butler's been playing this playoffs, who are the Warriors are gonna stop him? Like Draymond? Maybe Clay, but I don't think Draymond can stop Jimmy. I don't think anybody can stop Jimmy. <laughs> like I mean, let's see how they handle Luca for the rest of the season. Exactly, yeah. 
I mean, they held. I don't think he, he played. He didn't have as many minutes in the second half because it started getting out of hand. But I think he only had two points in the second half. Yeah. Mavs Suns. I was hoping Mavericks got out, and like it came true. I don't think it happens. I don't. I don't think they get past Golden State. I think Golden State is too good, and they're actually like championship caliber. They've been there before. They know how to put games away. They know how to put series away. And they just know how to get to the championship. So yeah, they definitely have the championship in their DNA. But, exactly. But we don't really I think know Luca how good Luca could be. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't had many playoff runs, and he had unfortunately had to match up against two like tough Clippers teams in the past. But like he's just getting better every year, and I think he has more help than ever because Porzingis was ass, but like <laughs> now they like they like did and Jalen Brunson, so he has some help. Yeah, but I next year. <laughs> He needs one good star with him, honestly. I agree, though. Know? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty tough to get to the NBA Finals as a lone all-star on the team. Dinwiddie isn't really an all-star, I feel like. I, is he an all-star? He's good, but he's... No. Yeah, so, no. He needs... I If you're to, like, tier Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie would probably be, like, a tier four player. Because he's more... He's, like, a scorer, but I don't know. I, I just don't think... They have like they're good enough to get past the Warriors. Yeah, I agree. They're not. They're not. I don't know. Maybe game one is influencing me. But you know, game one and two against the Suns. It, I was thinking like it was gonna be wraps, easy, easy series for the Suns. Yeah. No, I I think the Mavericks are gonna be good enough though to get a game or two or two games, right? Golden State in six, but not. There's no way they knock them out. Yeah. Cinderella run ends now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, unlike football, unlike Joe Burrow's run, you actually had to play the team best of seven. And so you can win a game or two if you're in that NFL, you'll be fine. Well, yeah. And in, in, in one game, anything can happen, right? Like, if in game two, if the Mavericks won by 40, like, yeah, that'd be surprising. We'd be like, okay. Yeah. They could still get blown out the next three games. And then it's like that 40 point game never happened. That's fair. Exactly. It's kind of like what happened in Memphis. No one's ever going to remember the Warriors lost by like 50. <laughs> yeah, because like they just ended up putting them away. Yeah. Um, I think I think this series will be a little like that one, maybe a little closer. So still in six, but maybe like the games might be a little bit closer. I don't think the Mavericks are a better team than the Grizzlies in totality, but I think they'll play better because they have a, a real superstar. They have, yeah, exactly. I mean, Ja was injured for a lot of that series and... Ja's still not in the same tier as Luke. I'm sorry. He's not there yet. No, I agree. <laughs> but okay, so we're gonna say we're both agreeing that Gold State versus Miami is gonna be the finals. I'm I like it, you know, I like it. <laughs> I really hope so. Jimmy versus Steph. I mean, I yeah, that would just be because I think we talked about it at the beginning of the playoffs. If if that were to be the I think I wanted Miami Golden State, John wanted Bucks Golden State. That'll be like a regardless, be like an interesting matchup. Absolutely, with Golden State. Yeah, I I, I ended up picking a uh, <laughs> Heat Suns for the hottest finals ever, but that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suns didn't make it that far, but I still picked the Heat, so I was I'm still gonna ride with it. Hey, if you if you get half right, I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, so we we agreed in our predictions for both conference finals. I guess we, we will be back then once they're done. See how close we are. And then we'll be previewing the NBA Finals. It's been a good playoffs. I, I like how you compared it to the to the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> just the 2022 has been a pretty blessed year so far, sports wise. Um, especially with uh with how close that how good that divisional round was, or here like the conference semis. So many game sixes, it's sevens. Honestly, 
I feel like if Jaw was healthy, there that one could have went to seven. I don't know. I, I thought regardless, Golden State would win. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it wasn't gonna change the outcome. Memphis is so young, but uh, Memphis and Dallas, I think, are gonna be great teams coming up. I think Boston's gonna be pretty good for a while. We'll see. So we'll we'll be back in what, like a week or two, week and a half, when the conference finals wrap up. We previewing the NBA finals. How fun is that gonna be? Oh, it's gonna be so exciting. Uh, regardless of who makes it. It'll be great, but uh, there's Miami. definitely some teams. Yeah, <laughs> my, if my, I really want my own to make it. I, Butler is my favorite player left, and actually, I'm gonna say Butler is my favorite player in the NBA. So, wow, okay, we got like a mini Heat fan. Yeah, exactly. I like Butler. I really like Oladipo too. So, yes, yeah, IU. Yeah, I, I gotta like IU alum. Exactly. So I gotta ride with the Heat. All right. Well, with that being said, I hope you're right, Vito. I hope our prediction right, but we will be back previewing the NBA Finals. Make sure you can check us out on Twitter at Crew Sports Pod. And with that, we'll see you guys in the next one.